When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bradford Show. That's my open. That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. All right, welcome back to the Bradford Show. I'm Rob Bradford with my guy Stiz here, Coop in Cleveland. We just heard from him on assignment. He's gauging uh, the insect quotient uh, at, at Progressive Field. Obviously, always a big topic of conversation every time they have a postseason game there. Remember Jabba Chamberlain? That became a problem. But mid-40s, oh, yuck. All right, well, I think it's a little warmer in Philadelphia where the Phillies are beating the Braves right now 7-3 on the cusp of advancing, which is would be uh, what well, we'd see the celebratory scene from the locker room. The the music and all of that, Schwarber and Dombrowski, and uh, yes, I do want to see the Guardians in the World Series, but I also want to see the Phillies. I want that dynamic, um, and I think that by this point in time, Dave Dombrowski should get some credit here. I mean, you pulled the trigger on the manager, you uh, you constructed the team, you got Schwarber, obviously a big part of it, but you, anytime you get this far, you have to get credit in terms of building the team, much like, listen, like Bloom did last year. Like Heim didn't bloom. Speaking of building the team, and by the way, we're efforting to get Papelbon. He's at a football game. He maybe he's at the Alabama game. By the way, Tennessee twenty-eight to seventeen, beating Alabama. In case you care, but speaking of building, uh, building teams, one of the things that we talked about earlier in the show was regards to and Jeff from Watertown weighed in in the Pedroia extension. Spencer Strider of the Atlanta Braves got this extension earlier this week. Obviously very early in his career. Locked him up. We've seen this with a bunch of guys now. More so in the last couple of years and I think clearly in the, in the years, in the five, four or five years before that. This is why the Red Sox really hadn't done one of these. Get the extension of the young player. I think since Whitlock Finally, they did it with Whitlock, and Heim Bloom talked about that. We're going to play you the Heim Bloom sound, but first, what I want to play you is Josh Beckett on the Bradford Show talking about if we're talking about why it's important for a team and the art of a team approaching a player at just the right time to save yourself a crap load of money and get an extension. There was no better example of this than Josh Beckett back in 2006. Five ERA, first year with the Red Sox, not feeling great about himself, bad shoulder uh, diagnosis, all of that. And the Red Sox basically say, hey, you want an extension? And you're going to hear him. You're going to hear his reaction to it. And flash forward to the next year, finish second in the Cy Young voting, they probably saved themselves around $70 million because they did this extension. This is how you save payroll. This is how you keep players, so forth and so on. But this was Josh Beckett talking on the Bradford show about that day where the extension talks began. You know, I, I always believed, and I used to tell guys, that first contract is for peace of mind. Everything you do after that, if you want to go to free agency, I'm fine with that. But set yourself up with some sort of, you know, nest egg to where, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, I, I, I mean, 
I don't blame anybody for signing a first contract, what, whatever it may be. If, even if it looks like you totally got screwed on it, and, you know, I know agents and the Players Association do not agree with that. But, I, I mean, I, and I used to tell young guys, I'd say, hey, look, your first deal, it ain't about your agent. It ain't about the Players Association. Even though I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Players Association, your first deal is to set you up to where you can go out there and freely pitch, and then everything else after that, you do whatever, whatever you want to do. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think for me, you know, that was that was part of part of the goal was to you know make sure that you know everything that I, everything that had happened didn't happen for no reason where I end up being some you know forty year old that you know doesn't have any money or you know I mean so I mean obviously I got fortunate I signed a couple more deals after that and mm-hmm. you know um, we're, we're good now you know yeah. but I, 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 do think, I know but you but you, I do think that signing that first contract even though it probably wasn't the most lucrative the Red Sox were brilliant you know about this and you know I've, I've talked to some of my friends with the Dodgers and told them what they what they did to me and and they waited for me to struggle for three or four starts and then I remember Terry <laughs> No, it's it's brilliant. Uh, so Terry Francona comes out. I'm I'm literally taking ground balls at short during batting practice, deep short because I, I wasn't allowed inside the line. Um, so Terry Francona comes out. And he goes, "Hey, you like it here?" I said, "Hell yeah, I like it here." Are you kidding me? I, I love it here, you know. And uh, he's like, "Well, what what would, what would you think about signing an extension?" But like, this is I'm struggling. So mentally, I'm thinking, "What? No way they want to sign me to a contract." Wasn't that in Tampa? Was that in Tampa? Yeah, it was in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I just gave up four home runs and three innings. Like, I, these guys want to sign me? You betcha. So, I mean, it was brilliant, you know. And I'm sure Theo called and told him to do that. Mm. But, yeah. you know, I did like it there. And, I, you know, like I said, that first contract, to me, just sets you up and it, it gives you validation and it gives you a peace of mind to go out there and not, not have, you know, 50% of your worry being on injuries and – the other 50 being on execution. Now you got 80 or 90% on execution and, you know, 10 or 20 on, uh, on your health. All right. That was Josh Beckett on the Bradford show. And it, I love the line. You want me to sign? Uh, you betcha. <laughs> you betcha. Yeah. I mean, of course. And in, in that case, back in 2006 was a perfect example as I thought he articulated that whole thing of why and he said like they were geniuses the Red Sox the timing of it the impetus of it all of that all right well now you haven't done a deal like this in a while okay you've done Garrett Whitlock that's one that's fine that's a step in the right direction but we're seeing this more and more and more with in terms of guys really really early I mean Julio Rodriguez is the extreme case of this but I'm not talking about even a contract like that. Whitlock, uh, Strider was another one, you know, and so the Red Sox hadn't done this. And why hadn't they done this up until the Whitlock thing? Well, you know, I think that part of it was the dynamic of where baseball was. I think players were betting on themselves a lot more than ever before. Now, I think they're a little bit more willing to take these deals for whatever reason. And that was part of it. No question about it. But the Red Sox clearly want to do this. They want to do this. And how do I know this? Because on another Bradford show with Heim Bloom, sitting down with him for an hour, this is one of the topics that we talked about. So this is Heim Bloom talking about the approach the Red Sox want to take when it comes to 
doing these type of deals like we saw with Strider, like we saw with Julio Rodriguez, like they already did with Whitlock. Here's Heim Bloom. Here, I, I do think that's something you look historically, and it had been a while since the Red Sox had done a deal with a player that early in his career. Now, because around the game you see some of these deals, I think people sometimes assume like, oh, there's one there with every player, and it's just a question of whether the team wants to do it or not. Why aren't they doing this? And the fact of the matter is a lot of players have the, for whatever reason, which they're, they all have their reasons. I totally respect those. It's not for everybody. Mm. And some guys don't want to do it and you have to respect where a player's at. Um, you know, I, I am, I generally speaking think that when it's the right player and more importantly, the right person, uh, and you know them, you That's trust them. That's a big part of it too, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to make sure that, that, cause they're getting Julio Rodriguez. Get a lot of money. It's twenty-one year old. Yeah. You better make sure he's a mature twenty-one. Yeah, year old. and look, that's true when you're looking at free agent commitments. Yeah. I mean, we're fortunate. Like we have uh, Rafi's one of them, and and obviously Bogey. And you know, we thought that of Wit, and there, we have other people like that where you know you can trust them, and that matters a lot. But I do think you know I am hopeful that as we go forward, that can uh, kind of make a revival as part of uh, what the Red Sox do. I mean, and you did L- again, Longoria. It, yeah, it not, it's not for everybody. Yeah. And there's a lot of players that don't want to do them. Part of what gets these guys to where they are is their self-confidence. And a lot of guys like to go year by year and bet on themselves mm-hmm. and see what they can do in free agency. And I totally respect that and actually admire it. And some of it, it goes along with what makes these players who they are. Uh, but when it all lines up, when it's right for us and we believe in the player, we believe in the person and they believe it's a good sharing of risk and upside, you know, that's really what it is. It's not, you, you, you sort of see these things. I don't I actually tell players this sometimes when we talk about this stuff, even before we exchange numbers. So you often see this term of oh, the team rewarded the player with this extension or gave them this extension. I don't see it that way. I think that's kind of demeaning to the player. Like it, they understanding that they're under our control for a while, like, they have agency in this. They have rights. Mm-hmm. It really should be about whether they see this as a good sharing of risk and sharing of upside with the club. All right. It's Heim Bloom and the Bradford Show. You can check out that entire interview. It's about an hour long. That was just part of it. We talked about Bogarts and Devers, and you know, you've heard all about it by now. But I find this really, really interesting. I find this topic super interesting. And one of the things that Theo Epstein did really, really well in terms of, of getting guys like Pedroia, getting guys like Euclid, getting guys like Lester, getting guys like Beckett, and locking up the foundation of that roster. So now you look at it, well, the Red Sox are turning over the foundation of their roster. And so how do you lock that up? How do you not get in this position that they find themselves in, which is trying to make sure that either you keep the foundation, who are guys like Bogarts and Devers who are, are trending toward free agency, or you already have them. Like, you already have them. So who would be the guys? Are there any guys that you would say to the Red Sox, approach that guy with one of these deals? Obviously, going back, Devers would be one. Going back, you know, Mookie would be one. Obviously, Bogart would be one. You know, th- th- those were the obvious guys. Even, you know, Benintendi did one of these deals. It was a, it was only it was a shorter term deal. Vasquez did one of these deals. It was a shorter term deal. It wasn't one of these, hey, we're going to keep you well beyond your free agency. But who are the guys, who are the guys right now that you might say, lock them up?